Boys, it is National Sandwich Day. Oh, oh yeah. National Sandwich Day. What is your favorite sandwich? Ooh. Well, happy holiday, first of all. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> That's the official kickoff to the holiday season. Oh my goodness. Happy holidays. After Halloween <laughs> comes <laughs> National Sandwich, sandwich Day. Day. Not Christmas. Sorry, yeah. Mariah Carey. Yeah. Chill out for a second. <laughs> National Sandwich. <laughs> I think there's a lot of... I always run into this situation where I don't know where sandwiches start and end because there's so much debate about like what things are or are not a sandwich. Okay. You're not going to say hot dog. That's dumb. No, yeah. like, I'm not going to say hot dog, but like are burgers sandwiches because they're between two pieces of bread. No, that's not a sandwich. Okay. It's- it's not anything that doesn't have his own category on the menu. <laughs> like burgers aren't in the sandwich <laughs> column in the menu. Right, it's like burgers, sandwiches. Yeah. Tacos. Right. I, I love a good Reuben. Wow. Wow. Really didn't think you were going there. Yeah, I I lo- I don't get them very often because like, you know, I'm sure you guys can attest like they're not always on the menu. Uh and half the time when they are on the menu, they're not even that good. Like it's hard to do them well. But man, a a, a good rube. If I go to a place and like you present 10 sandwiches that are all gourmet and one of them is a Reuben, um no matter how good the other sandwiches look, I, I'm I'm picking the Reuben. Wow. Surprise, but great pick. Great like pick. They're, they're also like typically 13 inches high. It's like pull back on the pastrami a little bit. Right oh, there, they, the corned beef, like pull some of that out. Like, yeah. but I don't need this monstrosity. If if oh. you're looking to eat one meal a day, go go for the Reuben. You don't need go anything after that. <laughs> this is a tough question for me. I love, I love a good sando. Um I think I got to go like, like a brisket sandwich or pulled pork. If I can put those two in the same category, any type of barbecued meat on sandwich with a bunch of barbecue sauce, throw some coleslaw on there. Ball game, Teddy ball game all day there. So brisket pulled pork. That's those are hard to turn down for me. I thought for sure. Dan was going to say peanut butter and jelly. It's in the top five. It's in the top five. I was just given a little word of advice the other day, actually, to do a uh, a hot PB and J, make it like it's a grilled cheese. Yeah, make it like it's a grilled cheese and do like a hot PB and J. I know I had the same reaction both of you did, but I'm willing to try it. I think I think I think that could be good. Like. But- Wait a second. Wait, so how is it blast this segment open? How, Sorry. how how are you applying heat to it? Because I will say, like, you can't just make you can't just pull out bread, pull like, out the ingredients, and then put it in the microwave. There's no way you can do that. That's disgusting. <laughs> no. But like I've had a PB and J where like the bread is toasted, but the peanut butter and jelly are not brought to temperature. Is that so what I think that's mean? No, I think that's close. I think you could consider that, but I think, no, they actually mean put it together as a sandwich and like in a pan, like you would a grilled cheese. Oh, like you can't actually like grill it, but like do it in a pan, like a, a grilled cheese, or maybe you could like lightly panini press it. So, much so are you just... putting butter on it then? Like on the outside? Yes, that was it? also recommended to put butter on the outside. Yeah. I heard it's a game changer. I don't know how this, I feel like you have to be a professional. To make this work. I don't know how this works. I don't know. This is going to have to be a live taste test and demonstration on the podcast in the next few weeks here. I'm willing to do that. It sounds like it could be good, but you get so a that- podcast from your kitchen. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Down in the kitchen episode. <laughs> wow. We all do it from our kitchens. <laughs> we can make it happen. I, I like it. Uh, well, my favorite sandwich is. I love a knife and fork sandwich. 
like a meatball sandwich. Ooh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, or something that you just throw a bunch of gravy on. Like, I like to call those like Denny sandwiches because like <laughs> diners always have those kind of sandwiches that like have turkey and they just throw gravy on them and mashed potatoes and you just go a ham on them. Like, I love those kinds of sandwiches. I think I want one today. I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude. Meatball. Oh, any day of the week. Love that sando. What a, it's a tough choice. It is it's a tough choice. You got cheesesteak fish sandwich like we could literally do an episode on sandwiches the good thing about this holiday is like you can go a lot of different ways and not mess it up sandwiches there's so many great ways to enjoy them yeah and as much as people try not to get what a sandwich is everybody knows what a sandwich is you're just kind of being an asshole if you say burger you yeah. know, <laughs> don't point at me, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm there. Are so many people question it that, like, I'm afraid that I'm going to say something and be wrong. People are very opinionated about this topic. I don't think hot dogs are sandwiches. I don't think burgers are sandwiches. I, I think sandwiches are sandwiches. And <laughs> I'm glad you guys could judge me into just a normal answer. Thank you for that. Yes. And this is the brunch breakdown. (laughs) And we approve that message right there. (laughs) Sandwiches are just sandwiches. What's up, everybody? It's Dee out here in Los Angeles. Chris and Dan are in Pittsburgh. And today on the brunch breakdown, it is sports brunch. So we got a bunch of sports topics to get to. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is uh, unvaccinated. So we're going to talk about that. College football playoff rankings are out, and everybody is super excited and super thrilled about them. Uh, This Bucks fan who caught Tom Brady's 600th touchdown pass and we're going to see if he made a good deal or not and scotty pippen is very mad at michael jordan and what we're listening to so let's get it started dan because we got a lot to get to with uh where you can find the brunch breakdown we do a lot to get to in a short bit amount of time today so you can find the break, brunch breakdown anywhere that you can find podcasts apple spotify google soundcloud stitcher iHeartRadio. Just to name a few new episodes every Thursday morning, hit follow, hit subscribe anywhere that you find your podcast and let our episodes come to you each and every Thursday morning. Full video episodes also available on Thursdays, 9 a.m. Pacific time, noon Eastern on our YouTube and our Facebook pages is when they premiere and available on demand anytime that you'd like. Speaking of Facebook, we're available on social media everywhere as well. Twitter, Instagram, Triller. TikTok, all at Brunch Breakdown. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. All right, let's get into Brews Day. Chris, what are you sipping on, man? All right, I uh, recently took a trip down to Charlotte, North Carolina, and picked up a beer from Columbia, South Carolina. Actually, I didn't pick it up. Uh, My mother-in-law did. She was going to the grocery store, and I said, hey, if you see something that looks like I would drink it, please pick it up. And uh, she did. So thank you for that. Um, Lovely woman. This is from River Rat Brewery. It's an American, it's called American Kolsch Story. Okay. Um, It's a Kolsch style ale, but it really just kind of tastes like a light lager, um, which is enjoyable. I I took a taste of it before uh, we started recording because I had not tried it yet. It's, I mean, if you look at it here, if you're watching, it is pretty light. You can pretty much see through it. Got a little, it's not entirely flavorful, but it's enough to uh, kind of wet your whistle. One thing that I especially appreciated, it tells you what type of glass you're supposed to pour this beer into. You see that? It says yeah. pour into, and it has a tall, like a, you know, a taller, more skinny glass, which I did not read that before I poured it into this one. <laughs> I was saying, okay. That is not what you showed us. <laughs> it's not, but I find that very helpful. And I think more uh, breweries should do that. But anyway, River Rat Brewing, American Kolsch Story is what we're sipping on today. Nice. Did you get a new engagement ring or like wedding ring? Sorry. You it's a, uh, it's a rubber one. I've had this. Okay. Yeah. Just saw the blue, Just, you know. Got to have a workout wedding ring. That's the recreational ring. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, got it. 
Got it. All right, boys, I've been meaning to do this for like months and completely forgot. So um, I'm not exactly drinking this. I'm drinking a little bit of it today, but I have to show this to you guys. Smooth Ambler, Contradiction Bourbon. It is made in West Virginia. I can get it here, which means you guys can most likely get it there. And it is the best. It's an award-winning whiskey. It is the best. It is the best bourbon possibly on the planet. If someone has a better one, let me know. It is a blend of straight whiskeys that they make somewhere called Max Welton, West Virginia. Listen, I don't know where the hell that is. All I know is <laughs> it's from where no I am from, but I don't live down that way. But Max Welton, West Virginia, wherever it is, these people, Smooth Ambler, make amazing whiskeys. They've got another one, too, that I have, but... This one I've been meaning to talk about on the brunch breakdown for like weeks, but I forgot because now you can see like the bottle's empty. But anyways, <laughs> check this out. Contradiction bourbon. I am drinking a little bit of it with uh, ginger ale right now so I can do things after this podcast is over. But check it out. I love it so much. I may send it to you guys for Christmas. I might because I love it so much and I want wow. you guys to feel this love that I have for them. So. <laughs> Shouts to Smooth Ambler, and everybody needs a little West Virginia in their household. <laughs> it was all good until that last <laughs> sentence. Yeah, I think that ruined. <laughs> um, interesting. Okay, well, yeah. like Didi, I'm gonna kind of bend the Bruise Day rule a little bit, and for me, this is like almost borderline offensive, and I know this is like way outside of who I am for Bruise Day. However. Had a little bit of extra of this left over from the weekend and needed to find some reason to get you get rid of it. Uh, so we had a little Halloween party over the weekend. It is not warm here anymore. Um, and I don't <laughs> like that. It's cold. It's cold inside and it's cold outside. And I, I really, I really don't like that at all. So a little spiked, spiced, hot cider action going along all weekend. A little spiced rum in there. You do a little whiskey. I think we think we might have done both a little bit of both. I wasn't really behind the wheel when it was being concocted. So uh, it tastes wonderful. um, And I've got it here in this wonderful yet familiar French breakdown. And this is keeping the temperature. And this is like a, it's keeping me warm. This thing right here. I'll tell you what, we need to get this up on the merch site with that new sandwich shirt. Sandwiches or sandwiches, whatever the, whatever the tagline was there. Um, so yeah, a little bit of rum, maybe a little bit of whiskey. Heat this bad boy up with some cider. Oh, it's fall, baby, and I'm I'm loving it. So back to brews next week, but gotta finish some of this off this week and enjoy it. I love it. <laughs> All right. Well, cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. Ah. Oh. Ah, beautiful. Time for get it off our chest. I'm going to get started, guys. Um, I want to shout out. You should always shout out your friends when they do amazing things. Chris Gates, ChrisGatesFitness.com. Amazing. I am very proud of you, but have to get this off my chest. (laughs) I don't want to see you in your bed on Instagram. (laughs) I just don't. I don't want to see you in your bed on Instagram. There's so many ways you can do things to promote your to promote your brand. That is doing so successful. I don't want to see you in your bed. Best friends don't need to see other best friends in their bed. And I don't want to see it. And I just don't want you to do that anymore. I saw that post and I'm like, I personally don't want to see Chris Gates in his bed. That's it. Get off my chest. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> for probably... The 95% of people listening who have not seen that post, because uh, my Instagram following is not very large. Um, I was just reading a book, man. What, what do you got against reading in bed? No. Read on your couch. I don't want to see you in, in your, your bed. own time. <laughs> I want to see you in your bed. Nope. Don't need to be where the magic happens. I don't need to know. You're, you guys are very active in there. Just letting you know. I don't need to be in there. I don't need to be there. It's hard. Another- I tell you what, like, the amount of uh, real talk, the amount of articles that once you get into this business for like three, four or five years that you write that are kind of about the same thing, you know, like 
I pretty much say the same thing on social media, just in different ways every single day. And uh, you just run out of pictures that you can take. And I've already taken, the sad thing is I've already taken sleep pictures. And so I was like, what else do I do? Katie, take a picture of me reading this book. I don't know. Like, there's nothing else I could do. If anybody has suggestions, um, I'll take Didi's as my, as my first photography suggestion, but just run out of ideas. It's another t-shirt. I don't want to see you in your bed. That's... That's a wonderful, wonderful t-shirt. Maybe you got to get like a, a sponsorship from Ikea or something. And then we could like let it slide. Like you're promoting the bed, you're promoting the business, a little bit of here and there. Uh, then you just don't have to look like Mr. Brady, uh, just reading a little, 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 little light reading before bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> there was also another thing that you did on Chris Gates Fitness, but I'll get to that and what we're listening to. Oh, so, wow. It's a big episode for you, Chris. Big episode. I'm worried. No, no you can't bookend the episode with criticisms of Chris. Now I got to wait the next 30, 40 this, minutes. You know what he this did? This one he, isn't a criticism. He, it's, it's a sandwich. You see what he did there? It's a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> You're just the bread. But, this normally, whole but normally, no, no, no. Normally it's a compliment sandwich. That's like a strategy. Didi's is a criticism right. sandwich. Nobody wants that sandwich. That's not what National Sandwich Day is about. That's not, this is not in the spirit of the holiday. I don't, I, you know. <laughs> oh, Chris, get it off your chest. All right. Well, mine's going to be a little more serious <laughs> of a tone. Um, but since this is sports brunch, um, like, do you guys see the stuff that was in the news about that wide receiver from the Raiders and oh, the DUI? Yeah. And like, now he's been released and the lady died and everything. Like, just as real quick, I'm not going to take up too much time with this, but like, PSA people. There is literally no reason for anybody in our society to drive drunk ever. Like it should never. I, I, when I, when I hear about people getting DUIs, I think about the stuff that we did when we were in our early twenties to avoid having to drive. Cause we were just like, I can, I'm not going to do that. Like, you know, in the snap of the fingers, your life could change. Somebody else's life could change. To the point that like we we rode in jitneys, which was like basically just random people would come pick you up in their car and take you home. And like it's amazing looking back on that, that like every time we ended up back at our house. But that's how badly we did not want to drive drunk. Now, all you have to do is pick up your phone, people. There's a there are Uber, Lyft apps, people that are like screened and verified and safe can pick you up and take you home for a few bucks. Just don't like people got to stop being stupid, man. It's 2021, almost 2022. And this should not be something that still happens to people. So that's what I wanted to put out there this week. Well said. Yeah. Agreed. Never literally never been easier in the history of the planet. Literally never been easier for anybody rich, not rich, whatever. Um, also, how do you have a car that goes that fast? Oh, hundred and like 50, 156. His Good blood alcohol Lord. is one six point one six one, which is like th- almost three times. Like if you, I looked at the chart today because I was like, "How many drinks is that?" Like because I already knew that was high, and I was like, "Yeah." For somebody who he's like around two hundred pounds, like that's eleven drinks. Like what? I, I just, I yeah, I'm everything you said. I completely agree with. I just, I don't understand. Like. And, you know, I didn't understand it before. Now I definitely just don't understand it. It's just dumb. And we've all, and I feel like everybody has been in a situation where they got behind the wheel and they're like, I probably shouldn't have driven home. I feel like everyone has that moment where they like that. But this situation is crazy and sad and just, I don't know, man. It's Mm -hmm. some, yeah, it's just a weird thing. I don't know if like, it almost sounds like Henry Ruggs was like trying to kill himself. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's a crazy story. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, I'm going to keep it sports brunch related as well for for my off my chest segment this week. And this is coming off of a recent event that I uh, experienced. And I don't know why I have this really annoying history of sitting next to visiting fans at sporting events. Just... The percentage of times that this happens to me is way above normal. 
way above normal. And I don't mean this just at home games. I mean, on the road, sitting in the visiting team section, and I'm ending up next to home crowd fans as well. Like, why is this? Why does this follow me around? I, I don't, I really don't understand. I try to be cordial. Uh, not overly obnoxious in really either situation, especially if I'm on the road, right? I'm a visitor visitor here. Uh, even at a home game, when I see somebody, unless we're talking a, like a real stingy rivalry, but even in that case, you just try to be like a decent enough human being that somebody's there because you've because I've been in the, those shoes, right? I've been in those people's shoes in a visiting team stadium, enjoying it, maybe seeing the city for the first time. But... When I end up next to these people constantly, I'm next to the like obnoxious ones who come in to my home, to my home stadium and scream and cheer just to be heard for whatever particular reason. Like you should be there to watch this game. You can cheer, but you're just going out of your way to make your noise next to me. Um, and when I'm in a, you know, 66,000 seat stadium, why am I one of the people next to one of the 5,000 visiting fans that are there? Not even that, not even that say there's 5,000 visiting fans there. Maybe, maybe a thousand of those are the obnoxious ones. So the odds are even less that it's not just the visiting fans, but it's the ones that are just so over the top. And again, same thing when I go on the road to a stadium. Hey, we're worth visiting fans. We're all together, right? No, why? Wait a minute. Why am I next to these people? Why am I in the end? Why am I on the end of this section to when it bleeds over? I, again, try to be nice. Don't really get it in return. And I'm kind of, I'm kind of sick of it. I'm kind of, I'm kind of over it by now that this thing just follows me around and I, I, I don't know why. I really don't know why. All right, let me jump in. Um, because Dan is saying this coming off the heels of Miami coming to Pittsburgh, okay? And we both were sitting on the same side of the stadium. And anytime a team from Florida comes and visits Pittsburgh, like you get the scum of the earth in Heinz Field. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Any football teams from Florida, I'm sorry. UCF came to Pittsburgh like three years ago and virtually every one of their fans got kicked out of the stadium. It was ridiculous. <laughs> the Miami game last weekend, there was a Miami fan two rows in front of us who was literally like when the game was over and people, Pitt fans were walking up out of the aisle, he was punching them as they were walking up out of the aisle. Like these people are terrible. So I feel you, Dan. Um, I think specifically for that atmosphere, us going to pit games, uh, you got to sit on the other side of the stadium. Cause when you're on the away side, the, all their fans sit there is terrible. I moved to a club that is the smallest club in the stadium to control my environment. Part of one of the reasons was I don't want my daughter sitting around these scummy people anymore. It's awful. I hate it. And that's the thing. I sit in the club for the same reason that like visiting people aren't coming in here and paying this game day price to sit in the club. The same thing happened a week prior with the Clemson game though. It's two weeks in a row. And that's not the only time this season that you're right with Miami fan. It's like, that's basically the percentage of their, their fan base is all like that. But it even happened with Clemson fans who are genuinely nice. And we had a nice time down there when we were the visiting team. So I, I, I think you're right. I am going to the other side of the stadium because you, you stand up when you, and you see when the other team scores, we're just surrounded by these degenerates on the other side of the stadium. There's, there's none of that, but penguin games, Steeler games. I mean, it's, unf it's just a bad, I don't like why. Doesn't it suck? <clears throat> like that people can get any ticket they want now. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Dude, I think about that when I watch like NFL games, like there's like 10,000 visiting fans if every, in every stadium for every NFL game. And like when we were kids, there were none of them. Mm -mm. None of them were there. It's yeah, too easy. It's so much harder for them to be able to do that, right? Yeah. They had to like actually scalp a ticket or like buy a ticket. And for some of those games, you couldn't even do that as a visitor. So it's become so much easier now 
for them to get any ticket anywhere in a stadium. It's really yeah, annoying. Cause it used to be a big deal. Like I remember like when my dad would get like Steeler tickets from somebody at work or like whatever team, whatever, they would make a point. They're like, no, I want to give this to somebody who's going to sit in my section and be appropriate. You know what I mean? I yeah. want somebody, you know what I mean? Like I go to every game, but I can't go this week. Cause my kids graduate or whatever, you know? And they were like, yeah, but we sit with these people and like, we want everybody to be get along and all that stuff. Right. But now it's hard to do that when you can go on stuff and sell your tickets for way more than you were going to sell them to Danny Dudley. You know what I mean? Cause <laughs> Joe Schmo's coming from Clemson and is once the, is once the pit tickets for how 200 bucks a piece or 300 bucks a piece or whatever. So it's, it's a crazy thing. I think about that a lot. I actually do when I go to games, cause you just see the just splattering of fans and it's like, you shouldn't be sitting there. Like you, <laughs> you shouldn't, there, there shouldn't be that one West Virginia fan in the middle in the sea of Oklahoma people. Like you shouldn't be there. Yeah. Like that's dangerous. <laughs> like you shouldn't be there. You know, it makes for fun pictures that the AP puts up, but like, that's not a good situation for anybody, you know? Right. right. Yeah. And now that's why like there's after ev- literally every football game, there's video after the game of like people punching each other because yeah. you shouldn't have been sitting there. That person shouldn't be there. Right. And it just sounds like it's only a matter of time until Dan's one of the people punching oh, people. Yeah. We're close. <laughs> <laughs> years of this. This has been going on for years. I don't it's know why, build, why me. It's building up. It's building up. Dan, there's yeah. still two more home games. I gotta I gotta watch out for you. You gotta yeah, be careful. Be careful. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, that's a good transition. Let's go from college football games to the college football playoff. Uh, They put out the first rankings recently. And um, what did you guys think of these first rankings? Of course, Georgia, number one. And then after that, nobody's happy. (laughs) Alabama's two. Or was it Oregon four? Who's three? I forget. But it's no one's happy. Yeah, Michigan State. Then Oregon. No one's happy after that. Ohio State five. Cincinnati six. Ooh, people are mad. It, it's almost like they do it on purpose, right? Yes. Like, let's just see if we can, because if it was, if it came out and it was same as the AP poll or any of the other polls, n- we, no one would be talking about it as much as they would this week, right? But it's almost like since they know they don't really have to, you know, report to anybody and they can change these on a whim just because it's a committee and they can shake things up if and when they want that it's almost like they said, let's, let's throw this one out there, get a little real fired up and uh, get people talking. I, I, I'm going to disagree with one thing you said, Dan, um, they do report to somebody and, or something. And that thing is ESPN, which controls <laughs> <laughs> literally everything about college right. football. And the college football playoff at the end of the day was created to be a really valuable television show. And that's what we get. That that is what we get because we had like seven or eight weeks of people talking about how like, well, Cincinnati did everything it possibly could. It's in the best position of any group of five team to end up in the top four to start the playoff rankings. It's going to happen this year. And then of course not. Of course, like Alabama's number two, for no reason. And Cincinnati six, like, of course, of course, because we're all talking about it today and we're all going to talk about it and flip out for the next six weeks or whatever it is. Um, and at the end of the day, you're going to see the same teams in there. The same teams are going to be in there because I hate to break it to you. Alabama is going to bring a lot more eyeballs and a lot more dollars than Cincinnati. It just does. So like if they have to choose between teams, they're not dumb. They have a huge network kind of like they have to answer. (laughs) If the network's like, why did you put Cincinnati and Boise state in there over Alabama and Michigan state or something like, you know, like how do you, how do you explain yourself? If they would never happen, it would never happen. This is all it's a, it is a, Highly talked about, highly anticipated TV show. I was trying to think of like a compare, like a way to compare it to an actual TV show. Um, and like, I don't know, like imagine if like this is us, they were like, yeah, we're going to put that on at like two 30 on Tuesdays. What would the network work executives say? 
that's like that's like saying one loss Alabama is not in the play. It's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. You know, like they're not stupid. So it's a it's a good TV show. It's very much so like um, like all reality shows, whether it's a competition reality show or just a reality show where people are just doing stuff and people watch them just sell houses or whatever. They keep the villains on for on purpose, whether it's a competition or not. You have to have the villain. And this year, it's like Cincinnati is the villain. And that's what gets everybody going. Why do you have them at six? Is the same thing as people saying, why is she keeping him on the show? Why is he keeping her on the show? She's awful. You have to do that. Because if you just put Cincinnati in the top four already, then it's kind of like boring. You have to like keep the drama going with Cincinnati. It's like, oh, Michigan State loses. Cincinnati moves up the five. Oh, this Oklahoma keeps winning. They jump Cincinnati and Cincinnati just sits there in five, six, moving back and forth. And then if they stay undefeated, I think they'll get in there. It's just, they're not going to give it. They're, they're not going to give people that satisfaction. Like the committee is like, no, we want you to hate us because it's more fun to watch Joey Galloway on TV crying than it is anything else. So, yeah. And, and you know, they like the, the committee, like, no, they know, we all know the schedules moving forward. So they put these teams in a ranking at the beginning because they know like, well, these teams have to play. So we have the potential for this team to hop this team or this team to lose and go down, which would cause these teams to move up. And like, I feel like they already know right now, they already know how, what the final four is going to be. And that's why they position these teams this way, which is like lame, but it, it it's also, I mean, we all tune in on Tuesday night to hear Reese Davis list these names. Even Reese Davis laughed when he said Alabama was number two. He, he <laughs> laughed out loud when he said that, like, so they even recognize that it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, like I think they foresee like Alabama's going to potentially lose to Georgia again. And if they do that, we can't move them up from five or six in. There's no other way for them to get back in. So at least there's a chance that they fall, but can still remain in the top four. So they put them as high as they possibly could. <laughs> like they're going to lose again. How can we keep them in? And I'm like, with <laughs> right. Cincinnati, it's going to be much easier to move them in than it would be if they keep winning, you can't move them out. I had to be much harder for Cincinnati to keep winning and then be like, you know what? We thought about this some more. I know Alabama just lost Georgia again. We think it's Alabama over Cincinnati. Like, Wait a minute. We were in the whole time. So I think they do. I think they're thinking all that thing through. They're like, okay, there's a chance for Cincinnati to move themselves in. There's a chance for Alabama to stay in there. Schools like Wake Forest at nine. Uh, BYU at 15, DD, no offense. Unfortunately, Notre Dame at 10 after their recent history in the college football playoff, they ain't getting in either. I think they are some schools that are just like, we're just happy to be in the room, but ultimately, yes, they're going to have the, the, the big four at the end of the day are going to want to drive. Do we miss the BCS already? Yes. Like, ugh, I can't believe I'm even like thinking about that. The big thing with Notre Dame is as long as they stay in the top eight, they're, going to be in a New York six game. So that's yeah. why Notre yeah, Dame right. is like, you know, they're staying, they're going to be right there and they're going to be easy. Just those final rankings, as long as they're in the top eight, cool. They don't deserve to be in any college football playoff. The thing that I found to be funny was like, I think Oklahoma is like, other than Georgia's most impressive team in the country ever since they switched quarterbacks. Cause I don't know what they were doing at the beginning of the year. They could barely score points. And then they're losing like 28, nothing to Texas and then switch quarterbacks. And then it's like, Holy shit. But, yeah. um, but yeah, they have them at nine, I think. And it's like, I, and if Oklahoma goes undefeated, they're going to be in there. So if Cincinnati's, if there's any like buddy who's going to make Cincinnati, the team like Cincinnati's undefeated, they're going to be sitting out there, like, you know, the outside looking in. It seems like Oklahoma that are just going to, that they know, the committee knows that they're, they put them there for a reason to make this somewhat dramatic. But it's like if they run the slate in the Big 12 and just go through, they're going to be in there, whether it's four or three or whatever, they're going to be there. So, yeah. Since the team Cincinnati should be worried about is, is Oklahoma more than anything because they're just going to blow up everything. Yeah. And, and like they know, like, 
I don't think anybody on that committee realistically thinks Michigan state or Oregon are going to be in the top four at the end of the season. At the very least, Michigan state would have to end up playing Ohio state, right? Or are they in the same division? No, they, yeah, they're in the same division. It's like Ohio state ends the season. It's like Michigan state, Michigan. I think those are the last two. That's right. So, so so they have to play each other Mm -hmm. and Oregon has kind of like looked like trash to be honest with you. Um, So they know what they're doing. They know what's going to happen. They know what's going to happen, but Hey, Pitt's ranked and Penn state isn't. So let's go Great job, committee. Great yeah. job. They've done a great job. In our I tell place. you what, yeah. those, the, the last five teams in the top 25, you know, they, they earned it. They really earned it. And I yeah. think it, all, all those fan bases should be proud. Right. Right. No, I think we, what you were speaking on there earlier, Chris is right. That the committee knows that the final four, that they're the top four that they put out this week is not who it's going to be at the end. I think it's only happened once where the first week that they put out uh, four rankings finished the same four, maybe in a different order, but the same four teams. And that was last year. That only happened once. And I don't think they want that happening. They want shifting, not just within those four, but the teams five, six, the Oklahoma's exactly making some noise, making some movement. Michigan will beat Ohio state for the first time in like a decade and a half and really throw things off this year. And then Michigan state play Ohio. State. I can't wait. Good stuff. <laughs> that would be fun. If they all just like beat each other, they're just going to beat each other. And that's then you're actually like, all right, figure it out. <laughs> to be honest, that's what Cincinnati needs to happen to get right. in the playoff. They need the round Robin tournament. They have going at the, in the big 10 for them all to beat each other. Right. So they well, do. I kind oh. of feel like the part of the reason the playoff is in place is because like, remember that 2007 season? I know like, Didi, you don't want to talk about this, but the 2007 season, like every number one or number two team lost. And like the, the national championship champion, I think was LSU who had two losses. Like that season was, everybody says it was the most chaotic season of all time, but like realistically speaking, West Virginia, despite the fact that they lost to Pitt probably would have won the national championship if there was a playoff, right? Like you could have gotten more of those teams in there. So despite the fact that like some chaotic situation happened at the end of the year, you would still have the right teams in the playoff. Right. So like that chaos situation that we're talking about is kind of why this was put into place. I would love to see chaos happen again. I'm rooting for it because hey, pits only 21 spots away, baby 21 spots. Away. you got to get in that top four. Thanks for saying just thanks for bringing up 2007. Thanks, guys. You guys I said, I said, I'm sorry. I said, I'm sorry. I know. I know. It's we have to talk just... about it, TV. There are, there are important moments in our country's history that sometimes we need to talk about. <laughs> That's one of them. That's a sh- <laughs> I hate, God damn it. <laughs> I hate you so much, man. This sucks. You always, always bring it up. You just always bring it up. I said nothing about Miami, you know? Like, we're not doing a countdown of the best bars in Miami today. Like, we're not doing anything. <laughs> like, no, I could have. It's got better nightlife. Look it up. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We may have lost, but we're ranked higher on rent.com's list of best nightlife, Miami. <laughs> the list we all hate, by the way. <laughs> all of a sudden, it seems uh, a little bit more legitimate. Very legitimate now. <laughs> Endorsed by the first breakdown. God. Oh, well, I can't wait to talk about the college football playoff more and the next sports brunch, but we got to get to Aaron Rodgers, the Kyrie Irving of the NFL. Aaron <laughs> Rodgers is out for this week's game against the Chiefs, and which shocked everyone because it was like, wait, he's out already? So that means he's un- – so you do the work. You're like, wait, he's unvexed. And then it comes out that he had his own immunization done when he told people he was – People thought he was vexed, but he wasn't. He was like, no, no, I, I did my own treatment. Yeah. It was a, the exact quote at the press conference earlier this summer was, uh, uh, Aaron, are you vaccinated? And what do you feel about uh, the mandates and everything? Yeah, I've been immunized. <laughs> Somebody should have said, no, excuse me, quick follow-up. What, what, what does that mean? What, quite, what exactly are you saying there? Because clearly <laughs> he has not been vaccinated. Because the very reason you said there, Didi, when they already rolled him out for Sunday – on a Wednesday where yeah. we've seen players in different sports now p- test positive, but have a ch- still have a chance to play, right? You go through a protocol and you can have a chance to be cleared. If you've been vaccinated, he has not. And that has just shaken the universe. Shailene Woodley's trending on Twitter. Now it's just, 
it, it's chaos. It's chaos everywhere. The fo- college football playoff. Now this. I listen. Wait, hold on. I gotta wait. Let me just let me preface this. Words from Wisconsin's favorite son, second favorite son, <laughs> yeah. Chris Gates on Aaron Rodgers. I haven't talked to Giannis about this, so I don't know if he <laughs> shares my my uh, same sentiment. But I'm not trying to go on like a who's vaccinated witch hunt here. Okay. Uh, at the end of the day, make your own decision, and I think that's that's fine. I don't have to interact with Aaron Rodgers, so I don't really care whether he's vaccinated or not. But I told you guys months ago, he sucks. Aaron <laughs> Rodgers sucks. He sucks. Everything about his personality sucks, okay? And I'm just waiting for you to, to say, you know what, Chris, you're right. I'll, I'll say this. I've defended Aaron Rodgers on record on this podcast in life. Uh, I am a fan of him. I do really enjoy watching him play. This is really the first instance where I'm just like, he sucks. Nah, uh, not, not with you here, brother. Not, not with you here anymore. So this was, Oh yeah. This was a sucky decision on his part. And now sucky for the Packers to have to play the chiefs without Aaron Rodgers, and who knows if there's anything after that. But yeah, this was this was really... I don't know if I was surprised at it or not because he said he was. So I think everybody assumed it, but he's a little bit into this, hey man, little hippie lifestyle he's got going on right now, which is fine. You know, totally fine. Shanti, everything. So it's all good, but... You're, you're better than this. Do I wonder, as we're talking through this, like he said, I'm immunized. Yeah, I'm immunized. And like football people don't know that we're not, we're not defining words, okay? We're not intellectual like that. But I wonder if the people at Jeopardy asked him the same question. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, I'm immunized. And they were like, this guy's, this guy's full of shit. You're not going to be the host. Sorry, Aaron. Yeah, we know what that means. Based on the way that Jeopardy was being run behind the scenes, as we found out, <laughs> <laughs> they might have known. That's true. <laughs> like, yikes. Yeah, but I'm with you, Chris. I, I mean, and Dan, I'm actually with both of you. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers sucks to me now. And I have defended Aaron Rodgers in so many ways because I've always just thought of Aaron Rodgers as being like the guy who ended up being good at football, but really just didn't want to it isn't the football guy like the football type was just like felt like yeah, i'm smarter than all these guys in the room like whatever and now i'm just like you're you're just kyrie irving you're kyrie irving yeah. i call he's he's white kyrie that's it he's white kyrie and that's aaron Rodgers now and i cannot believe this but we are going to get to see jordan love who i believe maybe sunday night he shocks me I believe is the worst backup quarterback in the NFL <laughs> because every team has something good to say about their backup. Friggin' the Steelers had good things to say about Mason Ramsey, who they got back there. What's his name? Mason, Mason Ramsey. Rudolph, That's what Rudolph. I call him. Mason Ramsey. That's what I'm calling. Him. Same thing. They got nice things to say about him. They got nice things to say about Josh Dobbs. They, they, like they even made Dwayne Haskins sound like he was going to be a good quarterback in the NFL. If we already had seen his movies, we already knew. Like, think about it. How much Case Keenum people were saying that Case Keenum should have played last week over Baker Mayfield and the Browns would have won. And I'm like, guys, 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 like, what are you doing? We've not heard one good thing about Jordan Love. I cannot wait to see him on Sunday because the Packers did him no favors about anything good. They said nothing good about him when we thought Aaron Rodgers was even kind of play this season. And what's even better is that as of right now, Aaron Rodgers is going to miss one game, right? He's not injured. Okay, he tested positive for COVID. The Packers flew in Blake Bortles today. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not joking. They flew him in today. (laughs) So again, to your point about Jordan Love, yeah, I think there's some concern there. (laughs) That's like... I didn't know that. (laughs) I didn't know that either. And there's like different like facets of life or different things you could be doing, different like niches where it's like if this thing happens, things are really bad. And in in football circles, 
If you fly in, if you have to fly in Blake Bortles, that is bad. That is bad news. <laughs> bad, bad news. If you paid for his flight, especially. <laughs> <laughs> Not like, hey, once you get in the plane and come up here, we'll see how you are. Like, uh, we're sending down the charter. And, uh, we need you to pack right away. <laughs> we have one game <laughs> to worry about. Yeah. That just means they called everybody. Like <laughs> they, they hit up Philip Rivers and they were just like, yo, you doing anything? Yeah, right. Um, they're like, what about Cam seriously? Newton? Like, Dude. yeah, like I, man, Cam, get your hat. Let's go play football. <laughs> yeah. Cam, who's now vaccinated, don't, by the way. Does, yeah, right, right, right. Doesn't mean you don't need to know the playoff. You're playing one game, maybe, maybe two. You know, like I said, this is an injury thing where they need to be worried about things long-term because no one's even ever heard of the third string quarterback for the Packers ever. If you can look up his name. You won't know him either or what school he went to or anything. It's not that situation. <laughs> okay. He's missing a wow. game or two and give Blake a call. See how that works out. Sunday night's going to be a fascinating <sighs> game. I, honestly, I can't wait. <laughs> Well, uh, let's get into our next topic, guys. Scotty Pippen uh, did not like the last dance. We all like the last dance. Scotty Pippen did not. Um, he has a book coming out uh, called Unguarded, and he talks about the last dance in it. And uh, he's got more of an interview coming out with GQ soon too, which I can't wait to hear. Where he says that Michael Jordan could have been more, couldn't have been more condescending to the Bulls if he tried. Um, did you guys check out Scotty's comments? He sounds very bitter, very bitter. Yeah, dude. So you answered my primary question, which I did not know. I heard that this came out. I saw it on TV while I was working out today. My first question for you guys was going to be, is Scotty selling something? Like is something coming up? where Scotty is trying to make a payday and turns out the answer is yes. And this is actually from the book. This is an excerpt from the book. Yes. Okay. Cause this stuff doesn't come out for no reason. You know, like this stuff always comes out like two weeks in advance of a book release or something. Yeah. And the excerpt is interesting on the GQ. Yeah. I'm interested to see, more, I mean, not interested enough to buy the book, but to read more about it there. I think there were rumblings after it had came out. Uh, Scotty had done some interviews and stuff like that, that he wasn't super thrilled with how it was all presented. But now it's really pulling back the curtain, talking about how uh, Michael got word that Scotty was unhappy with The Last Dance and like texted him. He's like, I never hear from Mike. Texted him like, hey, man. You know, heard you're upset about the the doc. Would love to talk. And Scotty, like, it's pretty bad when you like. Obviously, most people do this. You know, purposely wait to text somebody back after a certain amount of time. But when you say that in your book, and Mike's going to find out you waited an hour and a half to text him back, it's like who's condescending now, there, Scotty? But I think this all comes down to 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 one thing. This there's no surprise here, right? We all watched the last dance, and it was amazing. But if it was called something else, if this was like the GOAT, Michael Jordan's journey with the Bulls in the 90s, then maybe Scotty doesn't pick up a pen and start writing a book about how mad he is about it just because of the way that he's portrayed. You know what I mean? Obviously, people knew Mike was directing. It was like basically directing this thing behind the scenes. He's the one that had to give the okay on the footage and everything like that. So... If anybody knows anything about Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen knows Michael Jordan is about Michael Jordan and always has been and always will be. So that shouldn't have been a surprise. But if it was presented differently, like this is a document about Michael Jordan and the Bulls, he may have been mad, but I don't think he would have been, you know, in the mood to pick up a pen and write about how he was portrayed and the rest of his teammates were portrayed so poorly in this document. Wait, is Scotty's book entirely about the documentary? No, I think he just wrote a whole chapter about it. Okay, okay. I was going to say, like, Mike had a uh, docu-series, and now Scotty turned that into his own book. Like, okay, I understand. understand. No, just a portion, just a heavy enough portion 
of the book. Yeah. Well, what the, what is the rest of the book about? What do we need? What is Scotty writing about? What do we need to know from Scotty? Is it just like his take on the nineties bowls? Dude, uh, that's the thing. I don't know. And you know, what's funny about it. I felt like I got enough from Scotty in the last dance. Like we learned about his up. He got a whole episode. Yeah. We learned about his upbringing. We learned that like he was malnourished as a kid. I found all that stuff to be fascinating. Like he didn't go to like until he got to college, he wasn't getting like three meals a day. And then that's the reason why he went from like little pipsqueak to all of a sudden six, nine Scotty Pippen, just because he was like eating. I found that stuff to be fascinating. And then like how he fit in with the bulls and whatever and the contract stuff. I thought it was cool. I don't need a Scotty. (laughs) I don't need a Scotty book because of the last dance. I think there's too many athlete books. I think like there's too many books. Like I heard like, like Jeremy Roenick has a, who's buying Jeremy Roenick's book? Like whose book were you reading in bed? <laughs> it was not an Jeremy athlete. Roenick's. It was not an athlete book. I promise you it was not an athlete book. Maybe you should buy Scotty's. Jeremy no. Roenick has a book. Yeah. And like Keith Jones has a book. Like who's reading these Ooh. books? Who's, Jeremy, who's reading a Jeremy Roenick book? Oh, he There's... can't even speak English, let alone write. Like, I... yeah. Yeah, there are. There are too many athlete books and just too, uh, yeah, too many books. <laughs> That's what I say. Just too many books. <laughs> just books. Yeah. Stick to. <laughs> but it, it's funny because like, you know, when you grow up and, you know, now we have so much media and we have so many things now, it's like you grow up, you think like Michael and Scotty are like friends, but obviously they were just work friends. Like that was it. They yeah. were not homies. Like they were work friends. Like, there's a reason we don't see Mike and Scotty on the golf course together. It's Mike and Charles, Tiger, only like that. It's never Mike and Scotty. <laughs> right. Which is, it's kind of crazy, but it kind of isn't, right? For how successful they were and for now that we know so much about what we already knew about Michael Jordan and the last dance even portrayed that even more about how MJ is about MJ. And what do you expect? When you're winning, you're winning and you got to stick with those guys. But afterwards it's like okay okay and i love how he's what he he called out he's he's done this before he called out mj for only releasing the documentary uh to prove that he's better than lebron james that's what scotty said and i have no problem with that because a lot of kids don't know how great michael jordan was so mike was like i mean time for a reminder we got to do this now like a lot of that footage doesn't look good from 1987. <laughs> it's like, right. We gotta, we gotta clean this stuff up, you know, make this stuff look good. So yeah. Yeah. Scotty. Better. Sorry, man. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys have any people that you used to work with that you would like take time to write about in your book? Yeah. yeah I did, uh, <laughs> I did a radio show with this guy named, uh, Daniel Dudley and oh I'm just waiting I'm just waiting we still have a work relationship so I gotta kind of wait mm. until that fizzles out and then I'm gonna write about it but yeah it's not not pretty spicy can't wait mm. for that can't wait to hear that <laughs> Christopher anyways let's go to this Bucks fan Chris put it up there let's go to a, a Bucks fan caught Tom Brady's 600th touchdown ball because Mike Evans Obviously didn't know that it was the 600 touchdown ball, which isn't being talked about enough that like Mike (laughs) Evans was just like another touchdown. Who gives a shit? And went into the stands fan got it. And um, Chris break down this deal for the ball. So this fan made a deal to give the ball back to Tom Brady. The deal was this fan will receive, or I guess at this point has received two signed jerseys and a helmet from Tom Brady a signed Mike Evans jersey and his game cleats, a $1,000 credit at the Bucks team store, and two season tickets for the remainder of this season and all of next season. Thoughts? Not enough. No, got hosed. I... They found that the right guy caught the ball is what I'm saying. They got the right guy. Like they got the Bucks fanatic. They got really lucky that it wasn't random dude sitting in the sitting amongst Buccaneers fans at the game because who 
I don't want Mike Evans game cleats. That's not a selling point to me, but it was to this guy. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't know the numbers associated with these things, but I've tried in my head to think about like, okay, can we just add up? Like, can we estimate? And they probably have like, what is the estimated value of that ball for Tom Brady? $500,000. Okay. Thank you, Dan. $500,000. So like, in what way is this assortment of things even close to that? It's not even close. This guy got hosed Two signed jerseys from Tom Brady. I mean, I, the, 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 the price of signed jerseys and helmets and stuff like that don't get exponentially high until a guy stops playing because while he's playing, you can get them all the time. He's playing football games, go to the game, have him sign them. Assign Mike Evans. Mike Evans is good. He's it's not like he's going to be a Hall of Fame wide receiver. So who the hell cares? Okay, a thousand dollars at the Bucks team store. That's probably worth more than anything from Mike Evans. And then two season tickets, which is like, uh, you know, a lot of money for some fan bases. But like, I'm sure the Tampa Bay Bucks run commercials saying, "Hey, please buy season tickets for our team." Like. <laughs> It's not a team with a season ticket waiting list. None of this stuff adds up to be even somewhat close to the actual value of that ball. Yeah. Well, first of all, the dude is a doctor, lives in St. Petersburg, Florida. So, <laughs> of course, yeah, that's who got the ball. Yeah. Couldn't have been somebody else. It had to be a doctor living in Florida. Really rough life for him. And yeah, he knew the value. The value came out like almost instantly what they thought this ball could be worth. So it wasn't like after negotiations, they found out what the ball was worth. And one of the Tom Brady jerseys is going to the buddy that brought him to the game. So he's not even keeping that one. That's for his buddy that brought him to the game. Um, There's also a report that he got some cryptocurrency courtesy of Brady and Gronk. I don't know if that's true, but that was a report that that got like thrown in at the end that he got some cryptocurrency. Still, 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 still. No way. No way am I saying agreeing to this, that this is, this is not, this is not enough for the value of that ball. How are you not asking for season tickets for life? Dude, that's That's what I said, right? That's what I said, because two season tickets for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What is that? They can just (laughs) give you those. They have those. They're like, they open up the drawer and they're like, here you go. It's not like, like, see, Two seasons of season tickets to the Steelers is a big deal. To the Green Bay Packers is a big deal. To the Dallas Cowboys is a big deal. But, like, to most of the teams in the NFL, like, you can go get season tickets to the Rams. Like, (laughs) go literally walk up to the desk right now and go get season tickets to the Rams. Like, I, I, yeah, I don't know. That that was weird for me. I think the Bucks team store thing is weird. I'm like, so you just gave them like a Fanatics gift card? Like, I don't, <laughs> I, I don't like that. Is that that's worth nothing to them? Uh, I, just the Mike Evans stuff is funny. It's because like, what Randy Moss is, is, in my opinion, the best receiver of all time. How much is a Randy Moss signed jersey worth? Like, it'd be cool to have because I love Randy Moss and lots of people love Randy Moss. But like, if I went to sell it, how much am I really selling that for? Yeah. Even that stuff. It's like for the more modern athletes, like there's so many signed versions of the things that they've, you know, put out there that it's like, they're not that valuable. Yeah. And is it a Tom Brady, New England Jersey? Did you get one of those? (laughs) It's like a Tom Brady game worn signed Jersey from when he won the Super Bowl is something that's valuable. Yes. Tom Brady's game-worn signed jersey from when they beat, I don't know, the Buffalo Bill. Who gives a shit? Like, <laughs> it's, it doesn't, it's not worth anything. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, like I'm asking for sideline passes for either forever or for five seasons or for at least a couple of seasons, if not the season tickets for life. Uh, what else are you guys, what else are you guys asking for? Maybe dinner with Tom? We're like, Dude. I want to have dinner with Tom Brady and then I will give him the ball after dessert. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. the deal. <laughs> like, I want to hang out with, the, like, I don't know. Like, I just, there's. A night out with Gronk. A night out with Gronk. It's in the deal. Yeah. yeah. Gronk pays oh for God. everything a night out with Gronk. <laughs> I'm afraid of that. That's scary. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, I want, I want something to go on vacation. I want you to send me somewhere. 
Also, like, I want you to, I want Super Bowl tickets for the next five years. How like, about a box for the next time the Super Bowl is hosted in Tampa? That'd be dope. Yeah, because there are things, because there's one thing about this that, like, I think you have to remember is that the NFL is not like the Arena Football League or like Major League Baseball. They own the balls. It's property of the NFL. If right. you catch it, it's like, all right, so you have to make like a deal like this, but you could make a better one because you have to make a deal with them because they basically own the ball. But it's like, okay, we're not going to like physically take it from you. What can we give you? And it's like, the, you can just do better than this. Like, yeah, and I guess I guess the guy had some quote afterwards saying he wanted Tom to think he was a nice guy. And when he gets the ball, he goes, oh, oh man, that that's so-and-so. He really is a nice guy. He's a cool guy. I'm glad, I'm glad we were able to negotiate and I was able to get this ball. This means a lot to me. Dead serious is what he thought. So that's why his negotiating was so poor. And he basically settled for a thousand dollars in the team store. Like you're getting three jerseys. What else are you buying from the team store? <laughs> right. I want to call one play a game. <laughs> I like it. I like it. We do that a little under the table deal. You know what I mean? Cause you don't want that to be known, but like yeah. I want for, for one game for one play. Every game, I want to dial into whatever RoboCop situation Bruce Arians has strapped to his body, and I I wanna I wanna call a play. That's what I want to do. I want to be like honorary that. captain at every game for the rest of my life, yeah. with access to the locker room. I'm a special guest at at uh, training camp, <laughs> where I will have uh, dinner with Tom every night, and we'll enjoy avocado ice cream together. And Tom yeah. will tell me about how nice I am. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that that's great. how you negotiate <laughs> yes i like i need i need and i don't need just seats i need club seats like i need like the nicest club in the stadium yeah. for the next for the rest of my life and then i then when i die these tickets go over to my children like i need tickets for the bucks forever because that's just a it is just i it is not hard to get tickets for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't care. It's like, this is basically like saying, oh man, you got season tickets to the Jacksonville Jaguars. What? It, yeah. Literally, the only difference between the Jaguars and the Bucks is that one team's got Tom Brady, the other doesn't. And they're not going to have Tom Brady forever. <laughs> they might not have Tom Brady after this season. You have no idea. Like, <laughs> God, man. That guy got hosed. Fail. But I guess Tom may like him. What a nice guy. What a nice guy that guy is. Dummy. All right. What we're listening to. Let's get into it. Chris, what are you listening to, man? All right. My first one this week, a uh, new band that I listen to is they're called for the win. Uh, they have a song called what you see is what you get. This band sounds similar to a band I've put on the playlist before called settle your scores. Um, so if at any point you enjoyed that band, you'll probably enjoy this band called for the win. Nice. Dan. Cool. Cool. I'll go quick. I know we're, uh, I know we're short on time. So, uh, Benny, my girl, Benny, she's back. She was my like artist of the year last year. Everything she put out was gold. I love it. Uh, her first, she had her first solo release in a while. Um, just came out this past week called doesn't matter. And it's an interesting song because a lot of artists, I think in quarantine in the past year and a half, uh, found a lot of time to be able to write music because they were stuck inside. They couldn't tour. Right. They had a lot of emotion from that. And she had a hard time uh, with all of it. And this track's kind of a nod to that, nod to her feelings on mental health and things like that. So a lot of meeting, a lot of depth. I think a lot of people can relate to, but I love it. Benny's back. Doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Benny's back and it doesn't matter, but that's also the song. <laughs> um, Mac Lamore is back with another song uh, and him and Ryan Lewis are back together for the oh. first time since the humongous album. Um, next year is the first single off the album. And I think it is really good. Check it out. Also check out Mac Lamore's Instagram. They're doing a lot of funny, funny like promo for it too. So check it out. Blast from the past. Let's wow, I thought go. Yeah, fighting. Yeah. All right. Awesome. <laughs> um, next one is another new band uh, that I've been listening to. They're called rematch. I don't know how to pronounce this song name. Uh, yes. <laughs> Dan, this is right up your There's alley. There's a V in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> it is U-W-U. I don't know. 
if you're supposed to say the letters or if it's like, ooh, ooh, I don't know. Either way, this band reminds me sound-wise, honestly, a lot like Meet Me at the Altar, except these are dudes. Uh, so their sound, like a lot of punch to it, a lot of hit to it. Uh, I think you guys might like it. I like ooh, that. Ooh. I like that. Ooh, 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 <laughs> ooh. ooh. Um, <laughs> Peachtree Rascals. Uh, song is called "Song from Hell." Really pop, really, really light <laughs> pop song. Song from Hell, uh, but kind of is. I love their EP that they released earlier this uh, this year. Um, so this is it. Is it's an indie pop track, and this is the a genre mashing group. I feature them before, and you can hear a lot of different influence in their music, not only within a song but from song to song. Um, the only bad thing about this is that it wasn't released in June because it's like an amazing summer song. But I love it. Peach Tree Rascals, Song from Hell. I love that band. Yes. Yeah. All right. So, um, Clean Bandit. Um. Ooh put out a I guess it's a remix or a recreation of Whitney Houston's Whitney Houston's How Will I Know right which is a perfect song and they put some different things behind it and I don't know if it's needed and the lead singer from Clean Bandit sings I don't know all I know is this Whitney Houston How Will I Know not the Clean Bandit version putting that on the playlist (laughs) because I don't know why they did this If you want to listen to the Clean Bandit version, go for it. But just listen to Whitney Houston, How Will I Know. That song's perfect. (laughs) I like that. Um, (laughs) My last song is a throwback. uh, The band RX Bandits. Ska band. It's important to get Ska on this playlist every once in a while. And uh, we'll do it for two weeks in a row here uh, because I had it on there last week. But RX Bandits were on the drive-thru records label back in the day, early 2000s. They were one of the first ska bands I ever listened to their song analog boy. It just ended up in my shuffle and I I still love that song. Haven't listened to it in forever is really, really, really good. Their music kind of went in a totally different direction after that one album they put out on drive through records, but that it was a great album. I love this song. So we'll throw it on the playlist this week. Uh, Last for me. Well, we found out last week that, Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen's best hits are not on Spotify or any streaming service. So what the hell is going on there? So we had to go with the karaoke version of brother for sale. So since we can't keep throwing their hits on the playlist, I'll give you something new. Uh, grandson, Kesha, Travis Barker. Of course, of course. <laughs> right. And if you know anything about grandson sound, you wouldn't necessarily expect a collaboration with Kesha. Uh, the Travis Barker one makes sense. They've teamed up before, but Kesha but wow, does this work? The harmonies and the chorus are amazing. I love it. And yes, of course, Travis Barker is behind all of it. So the track is called Drop Dead from Grandson, Kesha, Travis Barker. Travis Barker. What a year this guy's having. What a year. That brunchie, he's got it. There's not almost nothing he could. He's just got to sit at home. He'll be yeah. fine. He'll win that brunchie. And speaking of Kesha, she's on uh, brunchie's preview of my worst song of 2021. I don't even know if that, that I don't know if you guys knew this category, but it's a category. It is now. Yeah, it is now. Oh. Worst song of 2021. She's on it. Um, she's on a version of that song. Tease. Um, Chris, back to ChrisGatesFitness.com. All your fitness needs and your fitness coaching, ChrisGatesFitness.com. You said in a video, you were like, I have, you have two, did you say two tips or did you say you have two something? Two options. Two options. Okay. Well, I took that as meaning two reasons and it made me think of Trey Song's two reasons. <laughs> and oh. I was like, wow. I haven't heard that song in forever. And I was like freaking jamming to it while brushing my teeth uh, a couple days ago. So yeah, thank you for two reasons by Trey Song's putting that on the playlist. Hey man, I'm just here to help people. So right. I'm glad that could help people. There you go. <laughs> well that is the brunch breakdown that's sports brunch and uh we are out of here because it's like late on the east coast so peace out